Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. We had a week of music rehearsals, which was like necessary and everyone got to see each other's Mm. moments. I I like, because I was in the room for some of it Mm. and you see... Carla responding to seeing Grace singing No One Else yeah, for the way. first time or oh Grace responding gosh. to seeing Carla sing Sonia Alone or yeah. hearing Zoe Frango sing um, Dust, Dust and Ashes. And ashes. And oh, wow. It was such an amazing moment that everyone yeah. could be like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. I loved you before, but wow. <laughs> it was like from day dot, like everyone opened their page and they were already playing the score. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I was shocked. I played the tambourine. <laughs> That's my that contribution. Would be my, I'd be the triangle or something. <laughs> Welcome back to a new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast, hosted by myself, Justin Clark, and featuring an array of Australia's best and brightest in the theatre industry and beyond. You can get full access to the podcast by signing up to our monthly email and joining the Theatre Thoughts Patreon community for as little as $3 a month. All the details can be found by heading over to our Instagram account at theatrethoughtsaus or our official podcast Instagram at ttpod underscore official. Let us know what you think of this episode by giving us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome everyone to a very special episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. I've come out of the studio today to talk to two amazing creatives who are involved with a brand new musical coming to Sydney. So first of all, we have a very in-demand creative with over two decades of experience uh, in the industry who studied at WAPA and VCA and has worked on over 20 national tours. Most recently was the resident director of Hamilton for Australia and New Zealand, has directed and acclaimed productions of Bear and Memphis the Musical, is the co-artistic director of the Stephen Sondheim Repertory Company. Watch this. It's Dean Dreberg. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And then, of course, we have hailing from the Gold Coast, Queensland, uh, a performer who obtained a diploma of musical theatre from NIDA in 2018, part of Squabologic's Australian-made concert at Seymour Centre in 2021 before going on tour with West Side Story for Opera Australia in the role of Rosalie. It's Grace Driscoll. Hi. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, sorry, my voice just popped in. That was awkward. <laughs> How are you both? We're 
good. Good. I mean, we've just finished a very long day yes. of rehearsing. Yes, a lot thank of you so much for things. coming on. Oh, no, so good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think it, we're tired. We're tired but excited and yeah. happy to be yeah. here. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, great. And so it's obviously the production we're talking about is Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Ooh, yes. all in one breath. Well done. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, my. Um, so I guess the first thing I want to ask is about the production itself because mm. this is relatively new. Um, in terms of like the musical theatre world, I guess the mm. one that people would know it from is from Broadway um, with Josh uh, Groban, uh, yeah, who was yeah. in it. Um, and so could you kind of just like, I guess, give me a short snapshot of the show for context? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Do you want, uh, I can talk about what how, what the show is and, and yeah. maybe you can talk, talk about what the story is. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of originated, uh, it's... It's a section of War and Peace. I think it's like 72 out of, I don't know, 1,200 and something pages. So it's a section of War and Peace that has been turned into a musical but in a really clever way where it's using folk and electropop and techno and contemporary music styles to tell the story. Yeah. And it was an it was a, originally played in a like 85 seat theater black box theater downtown. Yeah. And then moved into a custom built tent and then eventually ended up on Broadway. Right. Mm. Okay. And this is the Australian premiere of Yeah, the work. which is very exciting. Yeah. It's had a lot of different lives before coming here, but yeah. um the story centers on the 70 page portion of the novel. It Features um, Pierre, who's kind of one of the main characters of the pieces. He's like going through um, an existential crisis um, and just like questioning life, I suppose. Um, and it also follows um, Natasha, who um, becomes embroiled in an affair. Ooh, saucy. Scandalous. <laughs> yeah, very scandalous for 1812 um, with a character named Anatole Karagin. So, um, yeah, there's a host of really crazy, cool characters. Um, mm. The music really ties into um, the piece. It's fully sung through as well, yes. which is really fascinating and um exciting um and yeah you just come see it it's 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 something different it's yeah, definitely it's not like any other it's music no. non-traditional yeah. um co- non-commercial theater and that's kind of how it was mm. how it was born as well i think the one that sticks in my head is the one video i saw mm. the sneaky bootleg version <laughs> uh, of the opening uh number on broadway where mm. it's the uh, the prologue yeah. and introduces every single character yeah for some reason it just like i love that song so much when i was like i added it to my broadway soundtrack oh, like yeah. when i'm driving and i tried to get it right in my head i was like yes. yeah Anatole, natasha and like yeah. and so it's a nice little intro to the show because i guess it can be a little bit like confusing in terms of how many yeah. characters in the plot and so on. Yeah, and so it's some a clever them, tool. Some of the, the show is I mean the way that we're building it is definitely mm. in a much more ensemble way. Mm. Like mm. definitely um you know Pierre and Natasha are very central characters but every person gets a moment, yeah. every person gets a song. Yeah, and totally. so it's just that that opening prologue moment yeah. is a good way to introduce all these people that you're going to meet. And some of them you only meet them once, so yeah. you'll yeah. remember them very easily. And that, that piece in particular was like written, the author Dave Malloy, who wrote the show, was, was written because they were like, how do we quickly and succinctly yeah. <laughs> get into this world that we want our audience to be in yeah. uh, and also tell them that they're in for like... A long night. With yeah, a, with a yeah. Bit of, with a, 
with a bit of satire as well. Like the, yeah. you know, it's a complicated Russian novel. Very, yeah, very <laughs> complicated. It's very much, it's basically the song is the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. But oh, done right. with the characters. Oh my yeah, God, I never yeah, thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, exa- it's the same kind of framework. And mm. so by the time you get to the end of the song and you've repeated the names enough, you know who yeah. they are and then one word to describe them. Yeah. yeah. Except for Pierre, yeah. who right. gets a whole like three minute song because he's yeah. very complex. Yeah. <laughs> complex character. <laughs> so, so Dean, you're uh, directing this version mm-hmm. um, and I want to jump on something you just said about the ensemble mm. um, kind of element to it. Mm. Um, one thing I wanted to ask was, did you, your time working on Hamilton, did, is this is that kind of where you're drawing a lot of inspiration from? Because that's a very, like, ensemble-driven show as well. Yeah, I'd say more so than Hamilton because Hamilton still has principles mm. and then there are the, the ensemble. This is a lot more blended and mm. we don't have an ensemble of dancers that aren't featured. Like, every single person on the stage has a moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're all named characters and... People are a lot more active in scenes, even if there's only a couple of people singing mm. or what seems to be only a couple of people focused in a scene, the ensemble is still working to kind of create that create scene. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the lines are blurred as to are they yeah. still that character or are they now, you know, Someone townsfolk else. number three. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And okay. in our production as well, um, all the actors are playing the mu- music as yes. well. So that's probably oh, yes. how do we musicians oh, yes. only get to this so far <laughs> yeah. into the podcast? No, no, but no, yes. It is my favorite trend that. that's come out of musical theater <laughs> yeah. in recent years is the actor musician. I think it is perfect. Mm. And I think we did it like originally as oh, this is a great way to approach this work, but then once you know, it's a really <laughs> hard score. Yeah, difficult. that's real difficult. But you know, the creative team have chosen some incredible artists from like all over the country, actually, yeah. to fulfil these roles and they're, they're and smashing not, it. <laughs> not everyone is, is a music theatre person either. Yeah. Like a right. lot of people have done other things that give yeah. them the skills to do music theatre, but they haven't necessarily yeah. done a musical before. Yeah. Okay. And that makes it so much more interesting as well. Yeah. And I think yeah. with the styles of music, it works really well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Totally. And so do you want to talk a little bit about mm. your character? Yeah. So Natasha, she's pretty similar to... Um, in the novel, so she's described as being young. That's like her first um, main descriptor. Um, and throughout the piece, I would say she kind of goes in this journey from like uh, like girlhood to womanhood, I would mm, say. Right, okay. Um, yeah, and she just obviously with the affair that she yeah. <laughs> becomes entangled in, that kind of speeds that up. And she just kind of learns, for me, she learns the meaning of unconditional love right. through, I suppose... The, the characters that she ignores for most of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then at the end she she kind of learns and, and realises that for me. So, yeah, she's she's very, very fun to play because she has so many different facets to her mm. and that journey in particular is um, just, yeah, it's just got so many different layers and there's so many yeah. different relationships with each of the characters so cool. that bring out a different side in her. And I think you yeah. also bring more out of the character than what's on the page as well yeah, because yeah. she can be very yeah. two-dimensional okay. um, but I think Grace has such a facility to like show emotion and, mm. and show a real journey that for me like I haven't seen the original production mm. I've only ever heard the soundtrack but already just what's you know on the page I'm, I'm yeah. feeling like Grace has so much more range and, and makes her way more relatable yeah. and three-dimensional mm. and mm. yeah. Yeah it's just interesting because yeah she definitely does start as like young naive girl which is such a trope yeah um yeah. that you can play into but that's that's part of the journey and then the mm. you know 
as it progresses and then act two, all these other layers come out. So it is really mm. fascinating. That's um, so cool. I actually yeah. bumped into um, Carla, Carla Gare in Melbourne um, when I was down there. I went to see the Emerging Music Writers mm. um, program they had, which was incredible. But yeah, we had a little quick chat about it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have like an amazing cast yes. as well. Like you said, like from oh. all over the spectrum. Yeah. I mean... D- we had a week of music rehearsals, yeah. which was like necessary, and everyone got to see each other's mm. moments. And okay, I, I like I because rem- I was in the room for some of it, mm. and you see Carla responding to seeing Grace singing "No One yeah. Else" for no the way. first time, or oh Grace responding gosh. to seeing Carla sing "Sonia Alone," yeah. or hearing Zoe Frango sing um, "Dust and Ashes." Ashes. And oh, wow. It was such an amazing moment that everyone yeah. could be like. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I loved you before, but wow. <laughs> it was like from day dot, like, everyone opened their page and they were already playing the score. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. I was shocked. I played the tambourine. <laughs> That's my that contribution. Would be my, I'd be the triangle or something. <laughs> the, the, the tambourine. And That's you play a bit oh, of... A bit of glockenspiel. Oh, there you well. go. That's but okay. <laughs> I was just, yeah, consistently flawed with who these creatives were able yeah. to, to, to find. And yeah. everyone is just so perfect. And it's... I feel like shows like this, I often say like I'd love Mm. to be a fly on the wall in like a professional rehearsal and I'd just love to just sit there and just be like just kind of watching and taking everything in Mm. because like acting musicians sort of performances and the way you've spoken about it as well Mm. just seems fascinating to me. It's something that I would just like can never comprehend in my mind. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love seeing it on stage. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply one thing i did want to ask why this one and why now Mm. That's how I start every creative process. <laughs> yeah. It's literally those two questions. That's awesome. Uh, I had come across the piece. I remember reading about it uh, and seeing images when it was off Broadway. And mm. this is probably once it was in the tent mm. and reading about this, you know, immersive production and how it used different music styles. And it was about a historic piece. And I thought, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then... I was in New York and it had closed, so I missed it and friends had seen it and they're like, it's incredible. Uh, And then it went to Broadway. But again, I missed it. Like every time I was there, it had just one Uh, version had closed. So I never got to see it. Yeah. Uh, And then that Broadway version was very short-lived. So my first experience with it was listening to the soundtrack and Mm. I just remember hearing it thinking, oh, I'll never see this show. So I'll listen to it and see what it's about. And I was really drawn in by the music, firstly, and how innovative it was to use a score like so much so there was a point when I was listening to it and I thought that the I thought I'd like you know how your Apple music is playing something and then yeah. it finishes and it skips to something else yes I thought that it happened because all of a sudden was this like 
different style of yeah. music that I'm like, this I know can't exactly possibly be... what you're talking about because I thought that from the <laughs> prologue to Pierre's first song. I was like, this doesn't connect, surely. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, sorry. Continue. It was just yeah. such a stylistic leap. And I was like, oh, no, this is all in the one show. Uh, and that kind of, yeah, made, I was really interested in how you could do that in a show and still make it cohesive. Uh, and it completely is when you go on the journey of it. And the choice of music is very specific. Yeah. Um, the there's a reason why the music becomes electronic all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, you got to come and see the show to find out. Why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give it away. Uh, but that made me interested in it. And I was pitching. I wanted to direct something for Darlinghurst Theatre Company and that was on the list and I didn't think they'd go for it because they had done once and I'm like, they wouldn't do another actor muso show, but I'd pitched mm. it as mm. an actor muso show. Uh, and then, yeah, the Darlinghurst were like, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet, do you want to yeah. do it? And I was yes. like, Which is amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we have to shout out to Darlinghurst Theatre mm. Company for, for programming, programming. Yeah. Yeah. something like that needed a second life after its Broadway. Yeah, mm. and especially of. something new because we're Finish. dying for new things. Yeah. I know I am personally, I'm just dying yeah. for new things to come. Yeah. And, and it um, almost was one of those things that kind of passed over. Yes. Um, yeah, I was I was obsessed with this show when I was studying musical theatre. <laughs> yeah, I think what drew me originally was the um, young woman of colour lead. Mm. Um, back when it was had Philippa Sue in it, and mm. I remember like the day that the Broadway cast was released with Danae Benton. Me and my friends were driving to like theatre practice, and we like put it on straight away. Okay. Like that's how obsessed we oh, were. That's with amazing. It. And like, yeah, it's just so exciting that it's having. A second life here in Australia, and shout out to Darlinghurst because they rock <laughs> yeah. and they're amazing. <laughs> and let's keep that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more more programming of works like this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you want to talk, Grace, quickly yeah. about, um, I guess, like your background coming up to this? Because you've had very, uh, I was like doing my research like before I come, and <laughs> I was just like, oh, you've had a fascinating like couple of years, um, yeah. like leading up to this point. Yeah, I mean. This is certainly like kind of the next step, I would say, career-wise, which is really exciting. Um, I started on the Gold Coast and then I studied over um, at NIDA in 2018. Um, and from there, I just kind of hustled and heard mm. a lot of no's, as a lot of people do when they finish uni. Yeah. And um, from my – then I got my first job, which was The Secret Garden. Yes. Which was, of course, cancelled because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think actually I was at the media day for that. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I cried. I cried the yeah, media day. Yeah, no, I don't blame But you. it was actually a really um, interesting year, 2020, because I got to meet Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got a backstory. Yeah, oh, we've okay. got a backstory. Love that. <laughs> Over Zoom, actually. It was a yeah. while until we met each other. Um, but I got to meet people like Dean and so many other amazing creatives and um, artists that year. So it actually was quite a pivotal year, 2020. Um, mm. And since then, I kind of just toured with a few shows, um, West Side Story, Go From North Country, um, and then came back to Sydney. And then this popped up, which is, you know, yeah. incredibly mm, yeah. exciting. It's basically a, a dream role, yeah. a dream show. Yeah, so congratulations. Yeah, th I mean... Thank you again to Darlinghurst <laughs> and to everyone. Like, you know, it, it really takes a village, as we know with these things. It mm. takes a vision and yeah. it takes yeah. uh, takes money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it yeah, it takes so many different creatives and the people that Dean has assembled as well in mm. terms of, like, design. I mean, the first person when I 
was when I when Darlinghurst are like, yep, we're gonna do this. Yeah. The first person I thought to cast was Grace. No way. Like oh, literally the f- when I was like, how who who, you know, you always try and wish list yeah. it when you're yeah. when you when you're casting a show. Yeah. yeah. And starting with Natasha, like mm. who can play Natasha? And I couldn't get past Grace because I'd known her as an artist and I'd seen yeah. her perform and I knew vocally you know, there is a song called No One Else and literally there is no one else. <laughs> can sing no one else like Grace. So I, it was like an immediate yeah. thing of like, oh, I would love to work with Grace. And yeah. we'd known each other and done like little things but not yeah. nothing yeah. of this scale together and yeah. obviously wanted to. So yeah. I'm like, Grace, can you audition for this show? And I was like absolutely screaming internally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know. also to have that incredible trust like from Dean as a director straight mm. off the bat has, you know, just upped my confidence and my kind of ownership of of the role in the show and yeah yeah it's really exciting to feel so you know empowered yeah but again sure. it takes a village it takes a village yeah it's a lot of people working on these things yes isn't it? absolutely yeah so and i guess dean with your background as well i mean how do you summarize like yours in the space of a podcast i suppose <laughs> yeah my whole life story uh and it's funny because I feel like my life has been these two separate things mm. that one led to the other because I started as a performer mm. originally and I used to perform professionally when I was in high school like okay. as a kid and I was wow. touring and doing TV and all of that and that was, you know, I was very kind of focused on being a performer and I studied music theatre at Whopper for a year and I went to VCA and I did shows and then it was like the inconsistency of work as a, as a performer, mm. which led me to be, to think about how else I could make a way into this industry. And that was behind the scenes. Mm. Right. And yeah. It then took a while for me to get to directing. Cause I was trying other things like product, like being a producer. And, okay. And I thought that was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't creative enough. I mean, it didn't mm. feel that same desire that I had or the right. same kind of creative outlet that I had as a performer. Yeah. And it was working in the room with so many great directors that I was like, that, that is what yeah. I want to do. And yeah, I finally, I got an opportunity to start directing and it really just snowballed. And it was like, I did one show and that led me to be booked for mm. another show and another show and another show. And mm. next minute it's, yeah. yeah, we're here doing Natasha yeah. Pierre in the great comment. Which like, you know, having Dean occupy those spaces as well is yeah. absolutely amazing. Like, you know, he knows that he's been like, so instrumental for so many people's wow. successes, especially oh. young artists. I <laughs> hope you so do, cool. though. Oh, I you. hope you <laughs> know. Like, I see. I don't think our heads are going to leave the door. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is kind of blowing up. <laughs> no, truly. But it's your impact is incredible and so far reaching. Like, even to have you behind that table on a panel oh. and then working with you on the floor is amazing and Thank you, you so should cool. be booked for everything oh, yeah. Yeah. stop working yeah please I, book me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i hope yeah i, I, I love I, I didn't know you before but i love that yeah. uh, that's you know do that as well but yeah. also having you in those directorial spaces is you know it's i do think some of the so best directors ha- like are the ones yeah. that have stage experience yeah um because they can see it from both Angles, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And also having like, because I've, I've produced shows as well, so I kind of get that organisation, yeah. okay. organisational yeah. logistic side. I've done marketing, so I mm. do understand everything, all the sides of the beast. So, yeah, and yeah. that does inform, you know, your process and how you, yeah. how you do, yeah, work in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess one of the next questions I want to kind of segue into, there's uh, there's one big one I've been asking, but I want to save that to last. Um, <laughs> there's, I, I'd love to know, like speaking about careers, your mm. favourite production or 
anything you've been involved in that has stuck with you as like, this was truly special to me? Mm. This one? Yeah. <laughs> Is it too early to say? Yes, no, yeah. Never I too agree. early. I agree. This one definitely. One of my favourites <laughs> was actually here in Sydney. It was after I'd just graduated. It was production at the New Theatre. Oh, cool. Called um, Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, like a, the Judy Garland musical. It was musical. the Judy Garland musical. Oh, wow. And it was the first time that um, I auditioned for something that had like a legit sound, which is where my right. voice, which is my home base. And they'd already cast the lead actor who is now one of my like very close friends. Mm. And she 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 was white. And yeah. so I came in and I was like, oh look, I really want this role, but like I'm supposed to be her sister. So I don't know if this is gonna I don't know what they're gonna do with this. I ended up booking the role and That's so cool. yeah, it was like a really affirming mm. moment of like, oh no, my talent could kind of yeah. you know my talent was enough in that space. And I also made some amazing, like, long-term friends. So yeah. it's I love that. such a pivotal moment. It was unpaid. Oh, uh, it's fine. Christmas. <laughs> it was just wholesome and beautiful. <laughs> Those are the best jobs yeah. sometimes, yeah, right? Sometimes they are, hey? You've got to love it if you're not getting paid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We loved it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, recently, I mean, every time I work on a show, there's something really special about it. Mm. It's hard to, like, choose your favourite child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I directed the Australian premiere of a musical called Passing Strange last yeah. year. Right, yeah. Which is a another, like, non-conventional... I love non-conventional musicals. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, it was a... Yeah, a really... It was written by a punk rock musician and okay. semi-autobiographical mm. and about yeah. his life uh, growing up in America and then taking, like, an artistic journey mm. to find himself and went to Europe and uh, experimented with lots of different vices. Okay. Uh, and and it was this amazing show, again, like Natasha Pierre, that I'd heard mm. about after it had closed, mm. became obsessed with it and was like, no one's ever going to produce this. Mm. And sure enough, a company in Melbourne, Antipodes Theatre Company, approached me to direct mm. it and I worked with an incredible team. We had a full team, uh, the entire creative team were people of colour. Um, all of our casts, we had a full uh, black uh, African diasporic cast. Yeah. And... It was just creating something because it was such a non-conventional show. As a director, my staging of it was also very non-conventional. It was gig theater essentially, okay, where we had right. the band was in the center of the stage, and the yeah. cast kind of moved around the band. People picked up instruments. That's cool. Uh, and yeah, it was like a really interesting journey, and such a great show, and mm. so much heart and incredible people. We had. We got like five Green Room Award nominations oh, and we were the only incredible. independent show yeah. nominated for production of the year against like, oh my all God, the major commercial massive. shows. So wow. it, was an, it was a great success. So that was a really special time. And yeah. again, like working in independent spaces, you can really take risks yeah, and definitely. be non-commercial yeah. and it's such a great exciting space it's to a great play. payoff yeah, yeah. Yes. like we're doing some wild things with Natasha Pierre <laughs> I love and it. people are going to come it. and see it and I'm sure yeah. some people will be like what is yeah. this yes. but I think that piece kind of asks you to approach it yeah. in that way mm. rather than yeah, definitely. approach it like it's you know sound of music so yeah exactly yeah. There was something both of you said that was in kind of like both of your things, which I'm picking up on more and more, is how much you care for change and diversity and mm. diverse casting as well. And it mm. kind of leads right into my big question I ask is, how do you think theatre's changed in recent years mm. and how has that impacted the work that you do or the work that you create? Sure. <laughs> Why not? I think, yeah, there's obviously just a lot more social consciousness these days as well. Um, things like mental health health 
awareness as mm. well when it comes to the arts. You yeah, know that I'm a big advocate for things like that. Yeah, yeah, that old saying that the show must go on no matter what. These days, you know, we're kind of kind of re-navigating that, re-deciding what that means to us is because we're artists and the performing is our job or the directing or being creative is our job, but we're mm. also people as well. Yeah. So I think coming from that perspective when approaching projects or, or things is, is really important. And I think that's a new direction yeah. for us as well. And in terms of the social consciousness, things like consent, which is wild to me that maybe even just a few years ago, mm. you know, there wasn't such things as yeah. intimacy practices and intimacy yeah, guidelines. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had this conversation yeah. like heaps of times that, and I think it was only a few years ago that I first saw the term like intimacy coordinator. Yeah. And then I've just kept seeing it, I kept seeing it. And I had to finally ask someone, I was like, sorry, is this new? Yeah. Or has this always just been here, but no one's ever like approached it before? Yeah, totally. So things like that, which I don't know, I don't know if I take it for granted now, but I'm like, oh, this this should be normal. Like this is mm. the expectation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's part of like if we're going to create change in the industry, mm. it's about doing it and making sure that we're creating safe spaces so that mm. we can all exist together. And yeah. that's why like, yeah, the intimacy mm. workshops are incredible. Shout out to um, Bailey Turner from Creative Consent. Mm. Look her up on Instagram and on the internet. We've yeah. been working with Bailey as a consultant on this show. Okay. And we actually, we even like we started on day one with a workshop with Bailey and conversations around gender identity and oh, cool. consent mm. and uprolling and derolling. Mm. And it was such a great way to start a process of a show because it meant that we were all equalized. We all had an agreement on language that we yeah. used in the room. Yeah. And it just meant that from then on, no one needs to be scared about making a mistake yeah. or, yeah. you totally. know, we're, we always have protocols for consent so that we don't do the wrong thing. And if we mm. do, there's also a process of like how we address that. Yeah. So it just means that we can just mm. feel freer and more creative and you don't feel like, oh, I can't do this because I might make a mistake. Yeah, I might say I the like wrong thing. I feel like that's something mm. that is like, has been a thing for me uh, personally because it's, I, I think like for a few people, it is that fear of putting the wrong foot out mm. and then just getting like, you know, hammered for it. Mm. But I love that idea of creating a safe space that if you do get something yeah. wrong, you know, you can just like rectify it. Definitely. Yeah. And also being empowered enough as a person to say like know your boundaries and know what you yeah. need and and what you can ask from people and for people mm. so that you can do the best job that you can do. Yeah. And a lot of people will say, oh, it's so limiting and blah, blah, blah. But I haven't found it to be limiting at That's all good. because it, if anything, you just – you know what the boundaries are, you know mm. what your parameters are and you can always be creative and play within that. Yeah. And there aren't, there's no reason why if someone says, oh, these are my boundaries and don't go beyond that, that you're like, oh, well now we can't do anything. Yeah. Oh, I hate when people like it's really, yeah. it's really not me. that hard and it's yeah. not limiting at all. No, and you're it's, not asking too much. And it's, <laughs> all of the processes are so easy to take on board. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I've kind of looked around the room sometimes and I see cast members doing little check-ins with each other That's cool. and it's just become a habit and a yeah. practice practice and it's really easy to do yeah. and it just it just means that you do it and then you move past yeah. and yeah it yeah. just really makes easy. the work better makes it does. the work easier i love that we just want our job to you know feel fun yeah and, yeah <laughs> you know drama I free ideally yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think that was a big you know that the, the focus on mental health and and consent mm. And language is so important. Also discussions around gender identity. Mm. Uh, in our company, uh, we have many people who are, we have many gender diverse folk in our cast. Yeah. And 
it's really important that we make sure that it's a safe space for yeah. them to to exist in and because mm. that doesn't really happen a lot in no. music theatre, like no. uh, especially in the way roles are generally cast, mm. uh, you know, very much within a binary yeah. and, you know, people who are assigned a certain gender at birth play yeah. that role even if they don't identify right. in that way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like it feels really important to be breaking ground there mm. and inviting more people into the space to bring more of themselves to something yeah. and not only part of themselves. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. I love that question because every single person I ask has a different answer mm. yeah. and it never goes the way I, I, I think it will. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for that. That was amazing. I would like. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To wrap up by doing our one minute theater thoughts question. Yes. Fun. That's Amazing. Okay. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the way it generally works is like um, we'll do, because there's both of you, we'll, um, we'll do um, one question and then, you know, one answer, one answer. Okay. Um, You're going first, by the way, for all of them. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and then we'll just see like how many we can kind of crack out in a minute, I suppose. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm hmm. Okay, I'm going here we first. go. Okay. Uh, what's been your favourite production you've seen recently? Uh, the Lucky Country. I was going to say The Lucky <laughs> Country <laughs> too. Uh, yeah. I think that's mine as well. Lucky oh. Country video making at yeah. the Hayes Theatre. But yep. before that, also um, Julia at um, SDC. Oh, I didn't SDC see at the Opera House. Okay, I missed Fantastic. That. It was a beautiful play. Yeah. Lucky Dustin Country Clark. as well? Lucky Country yeah. for yeah. many, many reasons. Yep. Yeah. By far one of the best ones this year for sure. Yeah. Um, what's your go-to karaoke song? I don't know if I have one, oh, but really? if I do, it'd probably be like an ABBA song. Yeah, oh, fun. I and I'm normally not a solo singer at karaoke. Yeah. I will just join in the group. So yeah, the whatever the group chooses, yeah. I will participate. <laughs> <laughs> Who inspired you as a young artist? Audrey McDonald. Yes. <laughs> oh, so many people. Um, I at a very young age uh, started reading about Harold Prince as a director, yeah, and fun. was like trying to watch as much, uh, you know, documentaries mm. and read books and things about him. So yeah, yeah Harold Prince, amazing. Uh, and the last one is which production would you most like to see come to Australia and why? Natasha Pierre. Yes. <laughs> 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 well, it's coming soon. Yeah, wow, well, it's coming. What? It's here next month. Wow. Oh, no. tickets. <laughs> uh, Hades Town. Yeah, yes. I thought you were going to oh say God, that. Thank you. I say that on every single podcast, mm. and I feel like if I say it enough, and it'll I happen. Out the atmosphere. It will come the back Darling to us. Company. Yes. yes. <laughs> I feel like that would be the perfect space for it. it. I either be. think that or the Theatre Royal. Either one of those two Definitely spaces. an intimate space. Yeah. 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 It can't be big. Not capital, not lyric. Yeah. Darlinghurst actually would be. Yeah. Oh, and don't watch yeah. a bootleg. Wait. No, no, no. The, I, yeah. I mean, I'm saying this to the listeners. Um, I'm always that person that's like, don't watch the bootlegs. Don't, don't listen it. to yeah. the cast recording. Mm. Experience the show. Because yeah. I, I saw it on... 
Broadway, uh, maybe it was like the year it had opened and I didn't know anything about it yeah. other than the one Tony Awards performance, yeah. which I thought yeah. didn't really represent the show at all. And I sat in that theatre and was so mesmerised yeah. and like I did not sit, ba- oh, so sit back jealous. in my seat. I was like yeah. leaning forward with my jaw on my lap for that whole show oh, and amazing. such an experience. I think I stopped watching Bootlegs like when I left uni because like I think I was in this period where I just wanted to see all this amazing yeah. stuff that was coming and then I was about to go to New York so I was like, no, no, no. I'm not going to watch a bootleg. I'm going to actually go see yeah. it instead. Yeah. Um, and now I just don't because, like, you just never know when it will come and I just don't want it to yeah. have, like, that solidified version in my mind. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. tricky, though, when you're when we're all the way across the pond. You're, so like, totally you, you know? you're just like, like I want to see it. to jump on a plane and yeah. go to New York. <laughs> no, no so. you can't. Yeah. yeah, and as a young person, like, that's... You know, that's, that's why how we connect, yeah. which yeah. is lovely. But yeah, come see our show <laughs> yeah, instead yeah, of the bootleg yeah. because it's actually coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you so much for both of you jumping on and giving us your time um, thank you. to talk about the show. Um, I'm really excited to come and see it. So Yay. thank you so much. Thank Yay. you. Thanks for having us. Bye. A massive thank you to Dean Dreberg and Grace Driscoll for joining us as our guests on the podcast. A massive thanks to Jade Yee for helping to organise today's episode. Tickets for Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 can be purchased by heading to darlinghursttheatre.com forward slash the Great Comet. We'll be back at Meraki Arts Bar on Tuesday the 11th of July to talk with the team at Queen Hades Productions and their performance of Tough Titties. Follow the link in our episode's description to book your tickets. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theatre community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theatre professionals, search the RISE Theatre Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheatre.org. That's theatre with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org, because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.